dip your toe, cannonball into your next endeavor, because you get at this. The hardest thing is just to start. And mm -hmm. so That's just, huge. Just start. That's Rachel Rivera and Claire Uchi of The Weekenders, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm your host, Kara Duffy, and this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast, where I invite my favorite humans, the awesome, the up to something, and the extraordinary to come and share their story. I hope that you'll be left entertained, inspired, and moved to take action towards living your most powerful life. Rachel and Claire are artists, designers, and entrepreneurs based in Vancouver, Canada. They've been friends since college, and their first business together was a vintage clothing shop. Today, they are equal artists and entrepreneurs behind The Weekenders, an art and design lifestyle brand. It's super lighthearted and where they get to express their fun side. Plus, they get to collaborate with their favorite artists and brands. On this episode, we discuss the value of having a creative partner, what it means to build a creative community around you, and why having fun should always be a priority. All that coming up, but first. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by thepowerfulladies.com shop, where we are featuring the Weekenders pins. You can get all of my favorites from the Man Witch. Yes, exactly what you could imagine, a naked man in a hamburger sandwich. The Karma pin, as well as really fun things like the Suck It Popsicle pin. They're all awesome and whimsical and for sure to be conversation starters no matter where you wear them. Go to thepowerfulladies.com slash shop to buy yours now. Well, thank you for being on the Powerful Ladies podcast. Um, let's, Thanks, <laughs> of course, of course. Um, let's start by you guys introducing yourselves and what you do. Cool. Um, so my name is Rachel Rivera. And I'm Claire Ochi. And we have a brand together called The Weekenders. And what is The Weekenders for those that don't know? Um, it's an art and design lifestyle brand that's um, driven more so by our kind of artistic wiles. <laughs> <laughs> we love to keep it super lighthearted and our, our fun side for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met you guys at Agenda, the yeah. trade show in Long Beach years ago at this point. I don't even remember how many. Yeah. And I was drawn to your booth because you had such fun pins. Like I really appreciate when people bring their sense of humor and personality into their work. And the fact that you have everything from my new favorite is the Karma Coin, but there's yeah. also a man witch, which literally has like a naked man in the sandwich. And there is the everything pizza that says everything's going to be fine. Like they're all cute and whimsical, but um, like not childlike at the same time. So I just love them. Like everyone always asks where I get them. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm always surprised too that like I went into my yoga studio and you had done a pin for them. I'm like, what? Like yeah. what is happening <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh, one of the major things that we also do on top of our own personal line is collaborate with a lot of like-minded businesses and mm -hmm. other artists to create something really cool together. And we've really appreciated and enjoyed that process throughout the whole time we've had, we've done Weekenders. So that was super cool that you got to see that as well for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And 
How did you guys meet and how did Weekenders get started? All right. The story starts, uh, we met at art school and we were taking the same program together, visual communications. And it was the, what, what do you like to call it? Meet cute? It was a meet cute. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's a great term. <laughs> we had a total meet cute. <laughs> it was in typography class. And I had, uh, her desk was in front of mine or, the, yeah, it was One in way. front of mine. <laughs> and I had dropped my pencil. And then she picked it up. And it was an exchange. And it was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> And then from then on, in fourth year, we were beside each other just working along. And it was just such good chemistry and uh, just really fun. And then we lived together and we did actually have another business together. Yes. Um, we we really, um, not only did we um, have an attraction toward the same types of things like in the realm of art, but we also were addicted to um, thrifting and vintage clothing. Mm -hmm. And so we would do that on a weekly basis <laughs> and go thrifting. And then we started a business together while we were still in school, um, a vintage clothing company um, that kind of was the first business that we've, we've carried toward uh, together mm -hmm. before starting Weekenders. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you guys are in Vancouver right now. Yes. Are you from Vancouver originally? Like, Where did you guys grow up and how did you become designers? Well, I grew up, um, well, we're both from Alberta, and I grew up in this sm small mountain town um, called Canmore, Alberta, and it's right by beside Banff. A lot of people don't know about Canmore, but they know about Banff, <laughs> so I would say that. And then I basically, I went to high school there, and then I went to, um, I, I moved to Calgary to go to ACAD art school, um, and then... Um, my story is I kind of have an anomaly of a family. They're very art-centric. So um, both my parents and a lot of my family members are all in, invested in art in some different ways. So we have art teachers. My dad's an abstract painter. Um, my mom uh, managed a graphics group. My uncle's an art teacher. Um, so it just is just a part of who I, and how I grew up. Mm -hmm. We have videos and paints um, in my world. Yeah. Very cool. And which school was it that you guys met at? At the Alberta College of Art and Design. We would highly recommend it for <laughs> anyone that would want to get into the um, graphic design world because it's actually very... It is great. It's super great. It's like focuses on your technical drawing skills first before getting into the ideation of a project. So I think... You just come out really well-rounded. Yeah. So do anything you create want. and like have the vision and understand like the whole process mm -hmm. so we found and work ethic they really they really <laughs> if you're late for one thing you they fail you so <laughs> yeah. it really made you yeah. um, a strong person so. yeah <laughs> and then after you guys um left university did you immediately start doing your own projects did you work anywhere else like have you always been entrepreneurs or have you also gone into the corporate world um, so for me, when we graduated from art school, I immediately went into um, an advertising agency as a designer. So I initially, for me, my, my story um, starts in graphic design and advertising and print. Um, we still were doing our vintage clothing together. And Claire was also I was in her agency. at a digital agency. So mine was more brand and web focused. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then um, 
I received um, a job to move to Vancouver and that was kind of like the catalyst to come to Vancouver um, super randomly, but in the realm of fashion um, through just one night out meeting a friend, meeting a new friend that lived in Vancouver while still in Calgary. And then they had sent my portfolio to their company without me knowing. And then it kind of, um, they were into my style of work and offered a position and so I took it and then had been at that company for four years. And then um, we're, we're pretty parallel, yeah. actually. So whatever she says, just take that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, and, then, and then what happened was, um, I was they were looking for someone else. And I highly recommended Claire because of the um, aesthetics and world that she lives in, in terms of like design and graphics. Mm-hmm. And so... She came then to Vancouver mm-hmm. on board, and then we pretty much like worked in the corporate fashion world um, in Vancouver for almost ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like? Then, it's pretty. I mean, it's such a good learning experience, of course. And yeah, I really loved falling into fashion because mm-hmm. definitely didn't learn it at school, and I just find it really exciting always learning and totally different from the digital and agency world. So, yeah. so I'm actually very thankful um, it came into to my life. So it was, it was really funny for me as, as a transition from advertising into fashion, because where I used to work was mostly male centric mm-hmm. and all of the, um, you know, all the brands that we used to work for were for beer or high-end cars, cars or <laughs> high-end watches. Yeah. And then when I moved to this, um, when I went to that one fashion company that was like very woman girl centric, I'd be like, oh, everyone, how about Beer Fridays? Are we doing that here? And everyone's like, no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> you know, and in meetings, like in big meetings where the, the big boss is there, um, it'd get catered and everyone would have like salads. But I was, I ordered a cheeseburger once and then no one would like let, let that go. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. The difference. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> it is shocking how, you know, because being in the sports world for such a long time, it was almost predominantly men, especially the action sports side. Yeah. And we always had to take notes of like who was a vegetarian or vegan because it was the anomaly. Like a lot of our business lunches would be like barbecue and then the entire room would smell like barbecue and everyone would have like the meat sweats and be barely conscious for the afternoon. But it was a lot of like eating meat and drinking beer and Mm. let's go skateboarding, which nothing wrong with those things. Um, But it's very different like that would be like the DC team. And then if you went to a, a Roxy meeting, it would right. be salads and yoga and completely oh, different worlds, yeah. uh, even if they were in the same building. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so true. It's so true. It's so interesting, you know, the, how, how different companies and it just cultivates a different culture for sure. Yeah, and values. And yeah, the set of values <laughs> and, how, and how we would just meander through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> I think it's I think I mean, you agree, like we're all feel, we all like all of it. Yeah. Right. Not just yeah. funny, just For, one yeah, 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 yeah. direction. Yeah. The contrast is very evident. Yeah. <laughs> y- yes. Yeah. And we would even have like a cross brand, um, like a Christmas party or something. And you could tell like 
who worked for the skate company, who worked for the surf company, who worked for the girl <laughs> surf company, like what people wore and totally. like the DC team, we'd all roll in and we're like black head to toe. Like didn't <laughs> matter, male, female, it didn't matter. And then, the, you know, the Roxy group was definitely more of like a boho beach chic look. And you're like, <laughs> how does this happen? Like it's such an interesting study on communities and cultures that just kind of happen on their own. For sure. It's so mm -hmm. intriguing. I, I'm so, I'm so fascinated by that and I love it. I love it so much. I think our, our true selves are like who we are now is we kind of like to be a bit more weird and yeah, just weirdos. I think this was who we are just okay with being different and mm -hmm. just being ourselves. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a fun place to be from <laughs> for sure. the beginning of like when you're starting out and you're like, how do I fit in or how does this work? And yeah, we're just only the other side now. So it's great. Well, well, I think that definitely, I mean, it comes through experience and self-confidence mm -hmm. and like getting things under your belt. But I think it also allows you to have the space you need to really be creatives. Mm -hmm. like, like I can't, I mentioned this a few podcasts back, how I can't wait until like we're, we have the 90s like apparel trend covered, mm -hmm. but I really want the 90s um, cultural trend to be back of how it you were only cool if you looked different. Like I miss, yeah, 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 so true. There's so much uniformity right now, and I, I miss that time period where people were really pushing and experimenting and and trying to look different and to really say how they had a different voice. So I encourage that to come back, and I think it might be soon, just based on the cycle of culture. Um, it's usually a reaction to all the things that are being talked about now in regards to like status and wealth and those things. So. Yeah, I feel like it's percolating. Yes. It's around the corner. I'm excited for it too. To yeah. Well, because mm -hmm. it, it's so creative and fun and it causes different people and music and just stuff to to come together. Yeah. What's the what's the creative and entrepreneurial scene like in Vancouver? It's it's interesting because um for us like how we mentioned before, a big, a big thing that we want to do with weekenders and because initially we felt there was, that was slightly lacking was cultivate more of a community um, of, or creating um, events or opportunities where other creatives can come together and, and, and do something really interesting. So for instance, we've, we've, we're really also not just like tied to specifically only art, but other forms of creativity like mm -hmm. music um, and, and food, like, or, you know, like anything yeah. in the realm of, of that. So creating these events where we combine all of that is something yeah. that we're super keen on. And we successfully did one, an event last month that was art music where we had local um, musicians, come and play and um, other artists as well as our, our brand um, uh, be there as like a little pop-up and and then there be live art painting as well just an all-encompassing event like we had a, our artist friend she um, she had created these amazing phone booths that she like painted all psychedelic and they're on two uh, there's two of them on two floors and essentially if you would pick one one um, of the phones up, the other one would ring and then some other person would answer it and it'd be a random human and you wouldn't know and you just get into a conversation. <laughs> Very <laughs> <was> cool. Really 
Um, and then we're doing another one actually uh, this coming Thursday and um, in the theme of because it's getting hotter out here. So it's kind of like a West Coast surf theme and it's all about surfy music, um, some local bands as well as another like pop up and then a live West Coast mural painting. So it's kind of just really fun that people are, are digging these types of events that we're doing and it's fun for us to, mm-hmm. to kind of curate that. <laughs> Are you are people paying to come to these events? Yeah, yeah. Very so, cool. Yeah, they're they're ticketed for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and are you guys doing like one a month or what's the frequency? Well, this one because the last one was was it last month or two? two I feel like it was maybe two months ago. Two months okay. ago. So this will be our second one. Um, but we do have pop ups as well yeah. at our at so, our studio. Yeah. So that that's more just in the realm of like our mm-hmm. music art kind of mm-hmm. pop-ups mm-hmm. Um, or nights. We call them like um, blank folk night. So uh-huh. it was, first it was dreamy folk night and then this one's surf folk night um, because the, in the realm of music, it's easier to have like, you can shop and look at art when the music's yeah not super intense, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but we, uh, like Claire was saying, we also have in, in our, our studio, we do um, have pop-ups where we curate like 30 plus local artists and designers and do a little like weekend pop-up and Mm -hmm. it's been super fun. I definitely found once we started Weekenders is the best thing to connect with our community. Before when we moved here, it was kind of like we had our group of friends, but it was hard to like expand that that group. Mm -hmm. And once we started Weekenders, it's been amazing. Like met so many people, artists, just local rad people. So we want to take this and like, go else like go to LA we'd love to like come and hang out and just like keep this world growing and meet great people so yeah that's our goal Mm -hmm. for sure when did you guys start weekenders (laughs) I'm like is it four years ago (laughs) it might it might have been four years ago (laughs) we should know that (laughs) um well the thing is the first year was more just um an experiment almost Mm -hmm. because it's like it just happened. <laughs> yeah, it just it just naturally happened. And um, we knew that we wanted to build, like, create another company or a brand together after we moved away from our vintage clothing. Um, and we were just was trying creative. to figure it out. Yeah, We were like, why we stopped. So P was, we love vintage, but it wasn't creative enough. Mm-hmm. So definitely that was important for our next project together. And the way that Weekenders happened was, um, like, for me, I, I used to collect, like, I used to go out um, uh, to do road trips and travel mm-hmm. a lot just for fun and um, going to different cities. And, you know, you get those pins, like, mm-hmm. the city pins. Um, it's like collecting spoons. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then I had my, my kind of, like, my – I had a dog and he passed um, during like my formidable teenage years and I was going to get a tattoo of him. And then Claire was like, maybe let's just make a pin. You don't want a tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) I even talked to my mom about it and she was like, well, what if you get another dog? And then I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just start a sleeve. (laughs) That would be adorable. A sleeve of puppies. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, so instead we made a pin and the first pin was our all dogs go to heaven pin. And that was of Todd and um, he's got it like on our website. It has a yeah. little story of him and like a little photo of him as well. And 
This is like his homage, mm-hmm. and that's what was a catalyst. He lives on forever. <laughs> he lives <laughs> not on my body. Yeah. So. Your mother is relieved. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so many people listening are in the process of starting their own thing or thinking about it. From when you guys started to when it started being like profitable, like how long did it take and what was that like for you guys? Just, uh, it's a lot of work. I don't yeah. think people realize all the different spaces you have to actually touch to make a business work. So definitely uh, was a growing um, time for us as well as just like making it creative, but then make covering all the boxes. Mm-hmm. I think too, so we're both coming from an artistic background, mm-hmm. right? And then different. having, you know, the corporate design experience that we've mm-hmm. had really has helped in the, in the realm of timelines and realistic, um, you know, um, scheduling in terms of co- working with vendors and their capabilities and those needs. Um, mm-hmm. And just, just in the realm of product and supply mm-hmm. and, you know, you, like how Claire was saying, you, you wear all the hats, you know, it's just the two of us. And not only are we creating the, um, the, the content and the artwork and the product, but we're also our own, you know, we're, we're our own producers and, and managing the, the vendors and working with um, our shops and working on the marketing. So it's kind of like, you're literally every aspect of, of a business. And yeah. It's just very, um, that's, I think, the part that a lot of, I would take it from the perspective of an artist because that's how we frame ourselves is is knowing that if you're wanting to create a business like similar or like what we have, it's a lot of um, definite like fitting in multiple hats. <laughs> yeah. I think why it works so much though is we're both, obsessive with and, work we're um, both work obsessed we're both <laughs> love the same stuff same yeah. pace and mm-hmm. like and really just fast which really <laughs> has um so mm-hmm. i think also if you're going to find a partner to work with which is hard to find yeah just making sure those like really important things are aligned mm-hmm. uh what would those things be work ethic i think i think <laughs> knowing that yeah. there's a balance a balance and the- for real, I think a lot of it lies in the complete 100% respect of the other person mm-hmm. because I do know some other people that are in a similar situation. Like they, they started their own brand and um, they have a partner and then you, you kind of hear like certain stories about mm-hmm. how there's maybe an imbalance of, of work or et cetera. And it causes, you know, issues obviously. And just being really real and hyper aware of those things and and not beating around the bush mm-hmm. and just being like oh we gotta let's balance this out definitely yeah. where we have like those convers- tough conversations that we need to have and and it's not okay. it's not yeah it's not even yeah. it's not tough almost it's almost like you know yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. it's ca- like how our collaboration is it's kind of like just real me yeah she's like hey let's mm-hmm. do this and then it's like yeah you're right <laughs> let's <laughs> but say all the things you, you have, have to say, say it. yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, whether you have one pin or a thousand SKUs, mm-hmm. you still need to do all the same steps oh, yeah. to sell yeah. the one. Yes, so exactly. It's there's a to your point. There's so much work and so much steps, and 
I'm realizing also within Powerful Ladies and a lot of the feedback and research I've been doing more and more about like the first six months to a year of a business that the PR becomes the most important thing that you can do because you just need people to know you exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, I've, I've, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Well, I'm, I, I wanted to just jump in on, on that in the realms of like, um, you know, wait, the visual representation of what your brand is and how your guests see it is so it's so it's so important. It's I'm like how do you? Um, it's everything. It, it is. It kind of is. It's just it's a, it's so interesting the role that social media plays in that respect. Mm-hmm. Like you know Instagram or or Facebook and just having the cons you know your content out there in that way. It's it's crazy how many people can find you mm-hmm. um, in the world of marketing. Just we've. You know, we've had so many interesting creatives and individuals find us through our social media. And um, yeah, I love I love it. <laughs> when you guys have done a lot of artist collaborations as well, how did those come about? What is it like to be working with a third person or another group on top of the, you know, you guys working together already? Well, a lot. Of, I think a lot of um, that that push for us to collaborate with other artists is what we mentioned before is really creating those opportunities for working with artists, not only that we just liked um, and have been fans of in the past, but just, you know, um, seeing what their take would be um, on, on like the types of uh, styles that we have, like our pins. Yeah. yeah, You know, and um, what, what those types of capsule collections could look like. And then really building it out in an artistic way. Um, yeah. It definitely happens cool. organically in different ways. So it's like could be an artist that we meet uh, mm-hmm. or we are searching out certain artists because we love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're totally open to both ways. Mm-hmm. Just as long as we're vibing and it's, yeah. we can see the, the potential. Like we worked with um, some artists that are not from Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've worked with local artists on doing a whole, we did, we worked with 11 artists locally um, to create a group show. It was like a pin and poster show last summer mm-hmm. um, called No Bad Days. And it was this epic, you so know, <laughs> epic event. And just having to have the opportunity to collaborate. Like we worked with a local screen printer to create mm-hmm. the posters and worked with our friend's um, store here. Who's like, has they have an amazing store slash kind of gallery space um, to have the event and just having all the artists be a part of it was seriously so fun. <laughs> well, and when you get all that energy and momentum going and people all coming together, there's something that's just a it's so nice to be collaborating with a big creative group, but there's also more fun when you don't feel like all the pressure's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> It's like we're all in it together. Yeah. 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 I think I think a big drive for us too, like it's interesting that you you say say that just because when you create your own collection, yeah, it is a little bit more um it's a little bit more yeah, pers- it's obviously more personal or you know, but for us, I think everything no, I know everything that we come <laughs> out with. Um we're super proud of because our muses are us too. 
Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when we're in these crazy brainstorm sessions together, like weirdo late night, you know, sessions. We just and say Just say all the things. All the things. But it's kind of like, it's more like, <laughs> would you wear that? Would you wear that? And if someone's like, no, I wouldn't or whatever. It's like, it really helps drive what is we're actually going to create for our own brand. Because it's more like if if no one else likes to sing, but I super like it, that's 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 cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's almost as if... Um, well, I mean, realistically, knowing what's what's trending of 2020, of like that kind of stuff, just having that be on the sideline, mm-hmm. whereas the main focus is really creating something that we really want to make. So that like the man which was invented through that, I just yes. like not overthinking it, just being like, really like there's it. so much women stuff out there. We want to see some naked dudes. <laughs> it's, it's more like bringing equality, yeah, equality to you know? the realm of. It's like, great. like, yes, body positivity. Mm-hmm. I love, I love, you know, obviously, like, there's so great to see a lot of, mm, like, beautiful figure drawings and, and, you know, illustrations that are out there right now so prevalent mm-hmm. um, in the realm of the, the woman form. But it's, it's yeah. just, we wanted to bring more like um, an equal footing kind of like, you know, and like ladies making naked dude, um, you know, forms <laughs> well and it's, it's and what i love about it is that it's not just like you made a naked guy pin you put him in a sandwich like yes. it there's something <laughs> that's so much more approachable about the entire conversation about the women's movement and equality and what's happening when you're like yeah but it's just a guy in a sandwich like it's no matter what where it's at it's it's funny completely and And it's a it was more also an appreciation for the male form and also hoagies two things that are great you know yes yes (laughs) and now great together (laughs) yeah and incidentally enough actually that that pin's very popular with with men for sure over ladies and i was actually surprised because that's just that's just something you you know you, you'll never know until you put things out there mm-hmm. and then yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yes yes it, it it applies to I'm sure every sexual identity because you might want to be you know the man that you want in the sandwich you might want a man in your own sandwich who knows I love that who knows <laughs> Jordan's <laughs> laughing at us in the background <laughs> I mean these are the real conversations people yeah exactly. <laughs> This is what's going to make the world go around. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and, and it's so interesting too because why we're really proud of you know um, say all the like our different pins that come out is because mm-hmm. they actually a lot of them you know come from a story mm-hmm. um, or experience that we've had, and so it's kind of like when we see those things and how people you know interpret or appreciate them for themselves, it makes mm-hmm. us happy. But also, we are, we're both just happy because of where the idea came from Mm -hmm. like for instance that everything pizza Mm -hmm. um I was once like I had a super bummer day and I ordered this large pizza to myself and then I like had a first bite Mm -hmm. and I was like everything is gonna be okay and it's the best pizza and it's the best pizza in town and it was okay everything (laughs) was okay (laughs) it makes me wish that the pizza arrived to you shaped like a heart like oh. self self care in the form of yes. pizza. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that should be an option on pizza brands where they're yes. like the self care pizza. Yes, you're onto something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel free to take that into its own pin direction. I love yeah. that. 
<laughs> Actually, I have a pin request because yes. Yes. my um, one of my oldest and dearest friends, I've known him since I was like 11, he was living in Tampa, Florida, and I went to visit him for spring break. And he was in like the skate community there and the bike community. And there was a house there called the Rock and Roll House. Mm. And whenever they threw a party, they would make their own pins, like not the enamel kind, but the... Um, I don't know what the the button pin. Yeah. Yeah, Thank Mm -hmm. you. And it was like a one, maybe a half inch to three quarter inch round button pin. And it was for their Valentine's day party. And it was just a conversation heart that said, fuck you. And it said, love the rock and roll house. And in really tiny scripts going around it, because from far away, it looked like you were just wearing this like cute heart button. (laughs) And then people would get closer and be like, wait, what? And I loved that feeling about it. And that's actually what I love about the pins you guys make too, because from you don't know always what message you're getting based on the perspective, right? It changes. And I wore that on my denim jacket for <laughs> decades. And then that jacket got stolen because it was in the trunk of a car when we were on vacation in Poland and the whole car got stolen. So the jacket went with it. And I really just wanted the jacket back because I wanted the pins so I've had to rebuild my entire pin collection. Um, oh, man. So yeah, sad. Of all of them, like I forget what was on there except the fuck you pin was there. And I'm like, no. And yeah, we wrote it. We wrote it. Yes. yes. Well, and I've had, I used to wear it to work all the time, right? Because everyone's like, oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> right. And I wouldn't think twice about it because it was just on my jacket. And I remember having a few senior people be like, uh, what are you wearing right now? And I was like, oh, isn't it great? And I would tell them the whole story and they would be like, you're ridiculous. Okay, fine. (laughs) Yeah. And it was much more conservative workplaces than in action sports. So it probably wasn't appropriate, but oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. That's so great. Also super sad about the loss of that jacket, but I love that idea. Yeah. Well, and I also just had to get a new denim jacket. I was I got one for Christmas because my previous one was literally falling apart on my body. So I've turned it into a vest and I've left <laughs> all the pins on it and I'm like adding more patches. And so my new denim jacket right now is just like, Mer. so <laughs> I need to like be run over by a car a couple of times and start getting its own personality. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's hard. It's like getting a pair of new chucks. Like you yeah. love them and you're like, you're really clean right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. It's true. <laughs> yeah. A lot of like in the US, a lot of people get stuck starting their own business or becoming entrepreneurs because there's not a lot of support to to start a small business. Like you usually don't have healthcare unless it's provided by a corporate job. Um, it's really hard to get any funding or support. Um, and people just don't really know how to begin all the time because the more common approach is to go into a corporate type of career. What is it like in Canada or in Vancouver in general? Like, does it allow, does it, is it a good incubator for startups and people who want to spend their life being freelance or creative? just trying to think about this for a sec I think there there's a couple perks of living in Canada we do have health care that is not overly expensive so we do have like certain nets that are there to protect us uh I think it's just doing it the like the 
the way to build up any business up. It takes time. Mm-hmm. Like we started it a little slow at the beginning and then really while still working at yeah. um, you know, the, the corporate yeah. jobs. Yeah. <laughs> jumped off in a place where we had footing and we had it big enough where we felt good. Uh, and then I feel like there's a lot of just our world is design and art. There is tons of people doing what we're doing. And I do wish there was a bit more communication about business because there's just so much to know and learn. So mm-hmm. we're definitely open to sharing what we know and um, we're hoping to like to talk to our friends and learn more that way too. Cause yeah, yeah there's just so much about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Def- definitely in the, in the realm of um, I think we touched on this a little bit earlier as, as, you know, focusing on, on the art side um, and even going to art school or design school, yeah. there is really not that um, business part mm-hmm. of it, of, of it that you just, you're kind of uh, you're thrown into and have to be yeah. realistic and, figure out all those all those things that are important to maintain the business and also have it continue for more than one year two years mm-hmm. um, and yeah and in terms of the support systems I, I think it's like if you cultivate an openness and sharing yeah. with other you know you know other entrepreneurs that'll then feel like they can then be open and sharing their findings and you're building like a real community not just something mm-hmm. um protective or competitive yeah you know yeah, and that's something we definitely were not in that game at all. It's like share the wealth. Yeah. <laughs> we all can rise together. Yeah, rise sure. together. Yes, sure. that is such a big mission on Powerful Ladies. And with you guys sharing that, I see an opportunity for us to come up and do a like Powerful Ladies for Business for Creatives workshop. Ooh, that would yeah. be so yeah. fun. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, more of that. Love that for yeah. sure. And you know, it's it's super great. I mean, even you can see, you know, there's certain workshops that I've seen pop up, like just here in Vancouver, mm-hmm. like like grant writing workshops, or like for the artists, or you know, business specific um, for the artist type workshops. It's just mm-hmm. it's great to see that those opportunities are are popping up left yeah. and right a bit. And I think that's so integral for what we do. Yeah. I I feel like there, you know, there used to be a lot more resources and expectation that you would join a family business or a small business or have a trade. And because so much of it in the past couple of decades has translated into corporate world, Mm -hmm. I think we lost a little bit of the knowledge of what it looks like to just Mm -hmm. generate income from nothing. So I'm glad that there's more of these resources coming out. And it's similar to like forgetting what it's like to eat real food, right? We're finally coming back to what it's yeah. like to to eat things that you can identify. And I think we're doing the same thing about like how to make money that you can identify the steps to because part of the reason I started doing business consulting was because so many of these awesome startups just thought there was this magical formula that big corporations had. And I'm like, well, there, I mean, they have a lot of great things that are hard to get, like mostly funding and and the people resources. Right. But other than that, like you have to play the same. It's the same game. Like everyone has to follow mm-hmm. mostly the same rules. So, yeah. like, and they make a lot of mistakes. So mm-hmm. how about we avoid those and just do the basics? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like cut the fat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I joke, and I think it's going to become a reality because I. I 
put into existence the other day that I will start writing a book by the end of the year. But I think I'm just going to call it like lemonade stand business, because if you can run a successful lemonade stand, you can run a successful business. Yeah, we make it. I mean, we make it so hard. And sure, there are things that require expertise, but there are a lot of successful knuckleheads out there. So yep. anyone who has uh, has some intelligence and drive and creativity, like you can do it too. And I know this sounds super, what's the word term? Like, um, keep going. Like, not generic, but like, yeah, you've heard this before, you know? Um, okay. But seriously, a lot of it is just the, the gung-ho drive. Like, you yeah. can believe in yourself. Yeah, I, I like keep on it, keeping on. Yeah, I call it grit. Yeah. Grit. Get dirty. Yes. Despite yeah. anyone else's, you know, comments or, you know, mm-hmm. just even your own inside voice. Um, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're super passionate about something, there's, there's a million times in even your own life or in your friend group where you're like, you see or hear about an idea and you're like, Oh, I could have done that, but no, you didn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Like just do it yeah. and commit to it and like be passionate about it. And it'll, it's crazy how far that can get you. When you put the blinders on, it's sometimes the best thing to do. Like there's all mm-hmm. these stories of bands that go in to create their new album where they don't listen to music. That's not theirs for six months because you mm-hmm. don't want to be distracted. You want it to come from yeah. your source and not care about what's trending and not care about what's happening. I really loved when we were, when I was working at Puma, we weren't allowed to have WGSN accounts. And it drove us crazy because I'm sure part of it was like saving money because it was such a huge company. But Mm -hmm. there were like a few people that were allowed to have one. And you always had to ask them for like the city guides. That's when that was like the thing to do because there weren't apps yet. Yeah. And, um, but I liked the 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 principle behind if we're following WGSN, then we're not actually being creative. And it changed how a lot of things happened. And sure, you like it was more valuable for the product managers than the designers, I think, because you need to know what's happening and price points and what's coming next. And mm-hmm. it's always good to go know the competition, the industry. But at some point you gotta say, like, I don't care. Like totally. Full on agree with that. That's yeah. like the mantra. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like, it's almost like the 10% just because in the realm of we are realistically in that world, yes. we should know what's going on, but then just push it aside and then be like, okay, there's that bubble over there. And then like, what's, what's, what's our bubble? Like, yes. where are we yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're looking at different tiers of customers also, like if you know that you're on the adoption curve that's on like more to the right and it's it's later adopters, like you need to know what's happening. Like you're gonna live and breathe yeah, yeah. in that. But yeah. if you're if you're trying to be influencing the influencers or the <laughs> like it you it's worse to know what's over there because it'll just distract you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting too, like when you think of the realm of fashion and just drops and how it's a year a year from now and you know, all that all like all that stuff. And it's just kind of like, well, why don't we just think about what's going to be two years from now? And then mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just do drop that a year earlier. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> there have been so many moments when amazing products have failed because they came out six months too soon. 
I know, I know. It's, it's so, so frustrating. Yeah. And that's why like I remember having so many battles with the like regional merchandisers or sales guys mm-hmm. to be like we're like we I like enforcing the rule like we're not going to drop a skew for 18 months. Because we can scale it back, we can reduce the units, but like let it incubate. Like mm-hmm. there's been I I saw so many things go away like the next season you're like, "Oh, look, the same brief we already did." Yeah, yeah. Maybe we just bring it back to life. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it is so frustrating, you know, the, the realm of trend. And, and actually, a lot of it just happens to be timing. Yeah. You know, and just what your perspective is in that moment. If it's, it's, it's always going to be like the right perspective, but it's like when, what, at what point is it? Mm-hmm. The right <laughs> yeah. It's, there's so, such a science to it, and it's just really annoying. <laughs> it is. It is. Because, like, yeah, especially when it's way more fun to live in the world of if we like it, everyone else will too, which is unfortunately yeah. not not the way that it all works. Yeah, that's not the real business. Like, no, no. <laughs> no, not at all. When, when you guys look at how you're spending your days, are you like super scheduled about how you organize your days to be, to get things done? Are you more free flowing? Like what routines or rituals do you guys have together individually to like live your best life and keep growing your business? Well, for me, I definitely, um, I'm obsessed with my calendar. I really, I really love my calendar and it's color coded and everything. Claire's seen it. It's, (laughs) it's, it's great for me. It's great. But I think for someone else, some, some people have been like, whoa, okay. Is it digital <laughs> or like a tangible? Oh, yes, a, a digital one. Because yeah. I, I can then, you know, shift blocks around. <laughs> yes. No, I am a complete nerd in the same respect. Like live and yes. die by it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So I think we're, in terms of like, uh, there's a parallel that we have that we're both hyper organized. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of different projects going on at all the time. So for me, like having a very, um, uh, a very clear schedule for not only my day, but my week and then the month, it's kind Mm -hmm. of like, that's what helps drive like the workflow throughout, you know, um, uh, throughout the week. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel like that's, that's my, my main thing. usually people don't say that they are creative and hyper-organized. It's like a mixing of left brain, right brain. Is is that something that you learned or that's just who you guys have been always? I mean, I'm super weird, a weirdo with that kind of like collection. I like to collect, Mm -hmm. you know, like before Pinterest, I was collecting, I don't know. Your own version. Yeah, my own versions. And before Instagram I was I had like a collection of albums and yeah you know bef- with with magazines I would just cut up certain things and literally say they were all like, gray pictures <laughs> I put them in a gray um sleeve yeah and just they would go nowhere they were just I, I just need personally I don't know yeah I'm, I'm a weird collector of I need to need to organize in a sense I have whole binders of magazine tear outs yeah. And notebooks and journals. Yeah, I miss it it's, a little bit. It's just, it's that well. it's that. Well, I like the digital yeah. thing because then you can create like endless, endless. Yeah, stuff. I like both. <laughs> I still I still end up doing both. Like I I mm. get stressed out when I find piles of magazine bits all over <laughs> like my workspace. 
but mm-hmm. I do like having visual boards in front of me. Like I like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Um, I often will take a huge post-it, like the sticker kind you can put on your wall and I'll okay. divide it up into blocks and have yeah, like smaller nice. post-its. And like, that's how my brain works. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, yeah, I think we're cut from the same cloth of <laughs> totally of weirdos in that sense, <laughs> but like, that's how it works. And once I map it out, in real mm-hmm. life, then I can, it's easier for me to map out into mm-hmm. a deck or a spreadsheet or something else. Cause I, yeah. I need to, otherwise I would cut and paste in a spreadsheet mm-hmm. to the point where I would like go insane or in a deck or in <laughs> illustrator. And it's not as easy. Um, no. <laughs> it's just, and there's something really satisfying. It, if it's like a to-do list where you can take that post-it off and like yeah. crinkle it up yeah. and throw it away. Yes. Uh, check mark. I'm all about yes. the trello. Yeah. Trello. Oh yeah. I'm, a, I'm, days. <laughs> I'm a sauna obsessed, so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But Trello's oh, sorry, go ahead. No, but Trello is better. But is that the one that allows you to um, like do your invoicing and things through it as well, or like track client information? I've never done that through Trello. Okay. I've mostly just created like group boards and lists and yeah, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely that aspect to it, though. But I've personally never used it that way. Um, I'm looking for one that combines Pinterest and one of those together. It's a dangerous game. I feel like it (laughs) it must exist. (laughs) I hope it does. I don't know if it does. It's so like two worlds colliding. So I think it's really important to be organized. It's super important to be organized. So that you can like really focus on the, the, we always work backwards from a timeline and really always, yeah. logically space it out and mm-hmm. have those by deadlines for like yeah. when we need stuff so because then when you work on something you're not thinking about oh is this the actual thing I should be working on it's like no this is the thing I need to be working on because it's based on its timeline and mm-hmm. this it's so easy to stay focused like that you check mark it off and I think it's a, the next block. <laughs> yeah exactly and I think it's so important when you're an entrepreneur because the structure keeps you sane a little bit yeah, completely. Yeah, there there are times mm-hmm. when I haven't referred to my calendar. Like, oftentimes on, on a Sunday, I'll, I'll like look for what my week looks like, and um, like I'll maintain, you know, the Monday to Friday, and, mm-hmm. and just for the sake of everyone else in my life that is <laughs> really not, healthy an entrepreneur, yeah, <laughs> and and kind of you know working that that regular schedule, so mm-hmm. it helps to. Yeah, it does help to maintain some sanity. Because it's easy. You could just work all day, all yeah, night. for sure. Like, sometimes it happens, but, yeah. like, to maintain balance, it's, like, very important. It's super important, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Having the fitness. But it, yeah. in the realm of um, what you're saying about the right brain, left brain, mm-hmm. I, I think it's interesting, actually, too, because, you know, before, before going into the visual communication program, um, at art school, I actually was going in to be a fine artist. Mm-hmm. And then because I was kind of, I was paying for it on my own. I realized that those are some skills as I was going through the classes that I've kind of already learned on my own, but knew nothing really about the graphic design world. So that is what drove me to get, go into graphic design and then realized how much I loved it because it really does use both sides yeah. it's like using your creativity and your like analytical yeah analytical brain and I think mm-hmm. that's why we I think that's also like what's great about being an entrepreneur you're not just 
focused on one part of it. You're kind of having to do, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always a different day. Every day is different. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's, I, I like that part of it. For sure. Yeah, and, and um, I felt the same way working in product, but and as I do now. But being someone who is fifty-fifty left brain, right brain, I'm glad that there's a place where I can do both. Be- yes, yes. Because exactly. if I had like whenever my job is brought had me like get sucked more into just looking at spreadsheets and calendars and operational stuff, I'm not as happy. And then similarly, if all I do is create for a while Mm -hmm. then my brain starts to say like you're not getting anything done this isn't serious what are you doing (laughs) yeah and I can create all the time no it's It's, so yeah you know honestly like for for me yeah like I'm I'm most creative like weirdly late at night Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah you know and you're just like oh you'll wake up at or you'll be up at 10 and I'm kind of like a night owl too but that's when it's like weird art creative not yeah you know, organizing or whatever. No, that would be, if we switched it, it would be horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Organizing at night would just be like, uh, my pins. <laughs> I can't organize my pins. Then you're kind of in a different territory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely know who, like, where, when you're good at something at part of the day. Yeah. Totally, hone like, in on that. Yeah. Hone in. I feel like a huge part of, as I get older, I listen to my intuition more and it's the best guidance for anything like a project, people, whatever. And I yes. really encourage, yeah, people to harness their own intuition and really listen to it because it, it knows before you even know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does intuition then, mean for you? Oh, it's just like, it knows everything. Man. It's like, <laughs> It like Your third eye. Yeah, it like knows when a, pro- a piece of artwork is done. It knows when like, man, I really love this person and want to work with them. It knows when like, just something is on or off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's guidance. I don't know. You can feel it. I don't know how to explain it. Okay. There's, there's this. Uh, I was just saying. There's this book. I forget the title and I forget um, the quote. Or I mean, I forget who wrote it. But and the message landed for me, and it was. Mm-hmm. Um, your body knows like around 30 to 40 minutes before your brain knows like the actual feelings and oftentimes you do your brain does acknowledge that that's happening you know and you choose to ignore it and it's kind of practicing the choice of accepting and following through with that feeling versus Mm -hmm. to something inside of your brain Mm -hmm. because that's just something that an outward force yeah. or, you know, yourself is telling you versus your body, which is the, the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like sometimes you're thinking too logically, like, mm-hmm. well, this will be really important if we did this for our business, but like deep down, we know it's not the right move or something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. really listening to, to that feeling and processing and be like, why that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, that there's, you know, whole, um, it's not just the external cultural questions, but it's the self-doubt and the ego talking. Like yeah, your exactly. intuition doesn't have an ego. So your intuition never tells you that you're a jerk or you're an idiot or, yeah, so. That's your brain. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a Jekyll and a Hyde inside that you have to listen a little bit more to. Because it's been it surprised me how people 
part of what I want the powerful ladies overall to deliver is that there's a lot of things talking about the woo-woo side of like finding your purpose and what you care about. And all of that has a place. And I think that we often forget to tell people like the zero to five steps. We just talk about the five to 10. And that's why I asked you to explain the intuition a little bit more because there are some people who don't feel like they have intuition or can't separate their intuition from the other noise in their head. And when you haven't taken the risk to trust it and to get the reward and like you have to train yourself Mm -hmm. to to hear it like I think you hear it when you're little and then through adolescence and growing up like you tell it to shut up because (laughs) it's not cool or whatever and then you (laughs) yeah Yeah. you have to turn it back on again sometimes it's so true like Mm -hmm. literally think like a kid again yeah kids just ask humans any questions not thinking it's offensive but just more like thinking objectively (laughs) yeah When you look at um, the women's movement overall that's happening and you look at what's happening in your local community, do you see big differences? Or like, what is it like for people who aren't in Canada or aren't in Vancouver? What's happening there? I definitely care for equality. I want the options for both genders to have the same experiences and um, opportunity for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, But it, it is a really censored time and I don't I'm not okay with censorship yeah so well I mean I think it's interesting because the voices the voice is definitely out there right now Mm -hmm. you know like we're seeing it out there and it's amazing and just having representation in all in all forms of you know coming through in media and coming through in um in all aspects like in in the creative world in the political world um even in like the entertainment world, it's mm-hmm. all, it's all everywhere. You're seeing it now come to the forefront and it's super great. And right now, you know, it's a, it's a big deal because that, that wasn't the case. And I just cannot wait until it's not a big deal and yeah. it's just normal. And then, yeah. you know, that's, that's like really, we're in the growing pains right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's funny because like, for me, when, you know, we all have experienced those types of things where you're just living your life and then someone's like, you're a woman. <laughs> you're like, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, Thank yeah. you for noticing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because like, say for instance, with weekenders, mm-hmm. um, because say on our, in our website, we call out what we do and what we're all about, but we don't necessarily say like that we we're yeah, who we are. Mm-hmm. And it's been an interesting experience, you know, meandering through that realm because the the <laughs> interesting thing is, is a lot of people actually think that Weekenders is run by men. Mm-hmm. Um, just based on the, I, I don't know, the aesthetic, the something, something about Weekenders relates more to men than, so, which is interesting because for us, we're just kind of doing us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, and it's it's more just like we muse about it a lot. And we're like, oh, I wonder. Yeah, it makes us just question like, where is it coming from? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, why why do they think we're 
men versus women. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just- and then and then even like say when we're at, um, you know, we've been to trade shows, mm-hmm. and before when we were doing like our, our few first ones, we'd just be like, "Hey, we're the weekenders. We're weekenders." Um, but then actually, it, it turned out people thought we were just um, sales sales reps. reps for for the brand mm-hmm. you see your owners and we're like oh we should actually tell everyone that we're the owners and designers and creatives, and creatives. <laughs> it's um, all us yeah, yeah. um so it's, that's been an interesting thing that we never once considered it's kind of like the mm-hmm. asking the child the question or the child asking the question versus you know an adult mm-hmm. it's kind of like we already assumed that um, people would think we're the owners yeah yeah but, but actually yeah. it's we're we're What's it called? The, the, the girls, the, even the promo gr- promo yeah, girls. Right. Yeah, promo girls once, and I was like, "Whoa, that's crazy." Okay, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder if that has to do with you with your gender or the fact that you guys are young or look young. Right, right, right. Yeah, like, there's, yeah. there's something. There's yeah. something there. <laughs> it's it's wild. Because it is wild, right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's more something like we're musing about, but in the realm of we're so stoked to see, you know, like how women empowerment and just like how equality and being okay to do anything like we should all be on the same level is like so much out in the forefront and how that actually relates to what we do with our brand. There is definitely that correlation. Mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes you do see the discrepancies and you're like, oh, no, this is actually, yeah, this is the reality of <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys yeah. identify as powerful ladies or does that? Yes. yes? Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. My, mom, <laughs> my mom's like the most powerful lady I, I know. And she's like the strongest woman ever. And from there, that was my, my hugest muse. Like she came from, you know, like the roughest kind of starting points mm-hmm. and having like to know where she came from and like really drives me as a powerful woman in the realm of like not against men but just in in the realm of you can be a strong woman despite your circumstances like, yeah and in the realm of men versus women mm-hmm. like that yeah and i just i don't know why it's always been me even as like a really young child uh, I wanted to prove that girls could be like boys and I would always play like the rough sports and yeah. was like one of the two who would play with soccer or football. We're mm-hmm. the same like that. Yeah. yeah. And I just like, I could tell from a very young age that it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. And was just, I feel like I've been trying to like, not prove it, but show people like you can't see till you, you can't believe it till you see it. Yeah. That, it can be like that. So I think just from the beginning, it's been ingrained in my personality. I don't know where it came from, but it's yeah. totally always been there. Yeah. Full mm-hmm. of moxie and grit. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I remember getting so mad when people would say like, you can start on like, like in golf, you want to use the girls tee? And I'm like, ew, why? <laughs> and then yeah. I never understood why that ever existed because they're the same. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't want to win knowing I cheated. Yeah. Like, that's how it occurred to me. I'm like, or yeah. Or like playing basketball. And like you, if yeah. we did like horse, it'd be like, here's the girl's line. You're like, what? No, I'm not. Th- well, and I don't even like, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. And even no, if- no, 
so oh man literally it, it, the same it does though it's it comes yeah. up in four yeah. spots all the time and you, it, it's not like you're a woman because of this it's just yeah it's, it's like, like little things oh yeah that you hear. obviously you're yeah. gonna use that one because you're a woman and you're yeah. like oh, what <laughs> yeah. no i'm gonna beat you at the boys line and yeah. then yeah. it's really a victory i think we would all have been besties yeah yeah <laughs> Seriously, yes. we're actually going to go play basketball later. Ooh. <laughs> and we're going to play some horse. Maybe some 21. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, this, is, yeah, this is the boys. The boys I'm totally kidding. 100%. <laughs> uh, equal, equal, but it's just yeah. funny. Yeah. No, it's, it is so interesting, right? Like, for, you know, the, 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 the thing is, you know it's happening and you want to pretend that it's not happening because you just want it to be just the same. Mm-hmm. It should just be the same. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, and then if you put a light on it, is that like not just lighting up the fact that it's different? I don't know. I, I'm kind of. It's like, how do you navigate through? Yeah. In a powerful yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Without being mm-hmm. kind of like the. Yeah. Like, There's like, definitely ways person. of making people understand in a yeah better way than just making them feel stupid or like an asshole or something. When you guys like look at where you want to go next, what what's next for for you guys as individuals um, as a team and for weekenders? Well, we definitely um, what like throughout this process, we've really been enjoying the artistic collaborations that we've been experiencing. Um, not only with other artists, but just in the realm of um, having us be the duo weekenders that then creates these artistic events mm-hmm. or, um, yeah. Bigger projects. Bigger projects. Yeah. Like, for instance, we're actually going to fa- fly to Calgary, and um, there's, this, there's this really amazing market that our friend runs uh, for 10 years now mm-hmm. called Market Collective, and we're going to paint um, the indoor skate park. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna um, we're gonna kind of do like a cool promotion kind of like video of some of, they're gonna they're gonna have like um, an exhibition I think with some some skaters and we'll have them rep some weekenders like while being on um, on the you know um, just like being on the art uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. I think just getting out there yeah. more like doing collaborations that are oh Kitty's back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, with not just in Vancouver, we want to get out there and do murals and connect with other artists and collaborate in mm-hmm. a bigger space. Mm-hmm. I know, bigger. Like larger, larger movements. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last last year um, with Market Collective, we they did like an amazing musical stage. And then we had um, our jumpsuits like them. You remember the jumpsuits? I do. They're very fun. Yeah. <laughs> they were wearing them. Um, like on the on the stage the performers oh and then and then we did like a beanbag lounge yeah um there's like a whole area where people were um watching the music lounging on these on these beanbags that were ours and it was super cool like like those types of things yeah Yeah. I'm really excited to kick off the one day of giving events again because they're fun and I've been working so much that I can't wait to just be more in the community instead yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. me behind a desk. On the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> like it, I mean, it's great because like so much awesome stuff has been happening. Mm-hmm. But 
just like I'm left brain, right brain, I'm 50-50 introvert, extrovert. And I definitely am like craving being with people. <laughs> yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely gives you energy. We're so similar. Yeah. It's, it's like kind of like, you know, when you love like hanging out with people. Yep. And then you just need like that exact time to recharge and then do it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, by yourself and then with people. Yes. Yeah. But it's so good to like get time with your people. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Very important. So fun. I never, um, I moved so much that I never really got like what home feels like. Mm-hmm. And then after I left Germany, I went to visit um, friends of mine that had moved to Portland who I was really close with. And we were just in their house that night, like cooking dinner together and talking. And I got like this, such an overwhelming, like warm and fuzzy feeling. I'm like, this is what it is. This is what home feels like. It's people. Like it was like a kid's cartoon moment of realization. Like a Hallmark movie. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, ah. Like blur turn. Like Yes. Yeah. Lifetime movie or Hallmark channel. Plus like the Grinch when his heart grows like 10 times bigger. Like all that happening at once. Just get one single slow tear. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, are you okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That would be another great pin. Home is where your friends are. Oh, if you're going to write that down, that's good. Yeah. It's true. I feel like, yeah, when, yeah, when you I get older, that. you yeah. definitely, you have your family, of course, but you yeah. your circle of yeah of family through friends. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, it's, it's so funny because basically Claire and I have been together since art school Sounds um, like we're together. <laughs> yeah. We've been together longer than um, our relationships with our boyfriends. Your domestic partners and you have boyfriends. Yeah. yeah yes, yes. yes. And um, but it's interesting because there was that short time period of the transition of when I moved to Vancouver and then um, Claire was still in Calgary. Mm. And I hadn't noticed that that was like actually I needed Claire to be. We needed I needed yeah. her to be in the same realm. Mm-hmm. You know, it was so much more noticeable. I was like, wow, I'm actually I'm missing my human. This is crazy. Yeah. Was, yeah. We joke like when we're really old ladies, we're going to have like two houses right beside each other. <laughs> and I'm like, they better be cool with it. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys have like secret doors. You can just go in yeah. between oh, them. <laughs> I got a flashback to the Babysitter's Club when... I think it was Marianne and Christy with like flashlight code to each other at night from their bedroom windows. Yeah. yeah I that. <laughs> Why are you learning SOS? So we can do our flashlight messages. Duh, come on. <laughs> I just need a beer to hang out with you. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we can upgrade it to like the LED screens. Like you just have that they face each other. You can just text your message in. <laughs> yeah. So or what are those things with? Oh, yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So good. <laughs> when you guys think about being a powerful lady, where do you put yourself on the scale of zero being average everyday human and 10 being mega powerful lady today and on average? I'm going to just go ahead and say a 10. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really want to like we're really going for it in life like yeah. we're putting our hearts in it uh we know we only get one life it's super cheesy that's, but that's it mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna yeah. just like 
like add to that real quick. Um, okay, so this might get a little cheesy or whatever, but we already um, went homework, so we're okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, true. So, so, so Claire and I both have had um, kind of life uh, experiences that were more like health, health life experiences, and I think, I think there's like, you know, if anyone ever experiences anything like that, it's kind of it really does hone in on what is important. Um, in Do you your mind life. sharing what that is, like, or, or if you don't want to, you don't have to. Um, I'm probably okay. It's just <laughs> kind of like it's just like <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you know you you're living a certain way, and mm-hmm. then something happens, and then you get blindsided. You get blindsided yeah. by life. And yeah. Then, um, and then after that, you're like, wow, actually, none of that stuff that I was thinking was important is actually important. And then. It, it really does help you focus on on the importance of not only what you need to do in your life, but also this there is this is a sense of urgency to be yeah. doing what you need to do or want to do mm-hmm. because you never know what else can happen in this crazy life we live in. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. And and I what I love about you guys is that every area of your life you approach it with um, a great balance of seriousness and fo- focus, but also a lot of fun and play. Like mm-hmm. I think people forget to incorporate the play into their life and make sure that mm-hmm. every area has some. There's a great book and course at Stanford about um, designing your life. And mm-hmm. the two professors who created it have you l- score your life in four buckets. Um, one is uh, like love, all relationships, like friends, parents, partners, everything. And then you have your other bucket of work and career, a bucket of wellness, and a bucket of play. And they start by asking you to score yourself, I think it's one to four in each area, based on where you're at today and what you really want. And then you look at the balance across those. And so often people who aren't happy, it's because they don't have, it's not even about the relationships, it's about the play, like mm-hmm. missing. And like, it's so important. Like I... I in my ideal world, there's every day there's like some element of recess. Like you guys going to play basketball later? I'm like, yes, that's so inspiring. I like it reminds me that I want a hoop in our yeah. like, at our house because playing horse is fun and like it's such a good stress reliever. Yes, yes. And because of our shared uh, obsessive compulsiveness, like you could, I will stay there until I get it, and then I can move <laughs> on to like the next position. So. Yeah. Exactly. It, it causes you to get out of whatever you're worried about before. It's so true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And it's it's funny because um how this the sports thing happened. We have this group um with like multiple friends. It's on a, like a WhatsApp group and it's called Casual Sports Club. So like last last weekend we all went and played tennis, but we played seriously and also rallied, but there was no points. Yeah. You know? And everyone had a flask, like it was so whole. And that was at 10 in the morning. Yes. You guys are slowly becoming more and more of my heroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so tonight when we play basketball, we're actually we, we planned it so that um it's right by the um okay. at, at Vancouver. Yeah, there's a seawall, and then we're all gonna bike to it. This this one um court that has it's right by yeah right by the ocean and then this the sunset there like that will happen maybe an hour or two later um, it's gonna be so epic so that's what mm-hmm. we all plan is to to look at <laughs> after we shoot some hoops yeah 
I don't know if it still exists. We'll have to look. But a couple years ago, like when I first went to California, I heard about some actresses, like cool indie ones, um, just wanted to have recess basically. And they organized a relaxed like women's basketball league. Oh, that, that sounds like a dream. Well, they had all these crazy fans that like they had, it became like this thing where they'd have like costumes and like yeah. cheering squads and it grew to get more competitive. So I don't know if it's still mm-hmm. happening. I hope it is. But just hearing people doing things because they're silly and fun is yeah. my favorite because there's always, yeah. you can always find more time to do emails or to yeah. take care of other things, but mm-hmm. it, you don't care about that at the end of the day. Not at all. And it's interesting. It's, um, I used to never do this, but I started to time. Well, I mean, I, I time all of my, um, you know, when you're working for different clients. Yeah. You know, you put your time or whatever for your hours Um, you can charge. Yeah. yeah. And Mm -hmm. I chart my hours and then I I didn't do it necessarily for emails and social Mm -hmm. like marketing work. And then I started to, and then I saw the reality of my daily situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I gotta, I gotta nip that in the butt. <laughs> but yeah. then since, since then, now I'm like, I def- definitely have a time timer for those things to mm-hmm. then realistically focus on the stuff that needs to happen. So you, you do oftentimes yeah. like lose yourself in those things, like emails and mm-hmm. and and social media, marketing, all that. Yeah. Even Instagram scroll, like, you know, like the realities. You're just oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and one of the big things I've been talking to a business client of mine is how you don't need to respond to people right away. And she has a consulting business of her own and does a lot of freelance work. And she's like, but what if there's an emergency? I'm like, there's no emergency that I've ever heard of in the social media world that's going to cause someone harm. So I think it's okay to set up boundaries and like do it like do the pre-conversations, like just set set the boundaries for how you need to work. Because if you're doing emails all the time, you're never getting your projects done. No, mm-hmm. no. What advice would you guys give to people who are about to step out and do their own thing? What would you tell them? What do you want them to know? What do you wish you knew back when you were starting? I think um, for me, what I would love to tell that person, like my myself at that stage, mm-hmm. um, was just like, relax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to do everything all in then one day, one week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a slow build and that's a re- reality. Mm-hmm. And it'll all be okay if you stay focused and continue. Because if you have a large checklist, all you need to do is focus on the top of that list, click it, and then it'll just you know, you'll find yourself finishing that list. Um, if you, if you don't get too overwhelmed by, by the all encompassing thing that you need to do, which Mm -hmm. is start a brand. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. (laughs) I think for myself, it'd be trust, trust myself. That'd be like, know that you can do it. And even if things are unknown to really trust that. And my, there was a second one I wanted to say. Shoot. While you're thinking of it, I also want to say. (laughs) I like Um, that you gave yourself the one finger mic to to announce it as well. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Really, though, honestly, enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. Because you'll you'll never be in the same position that you were, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a month from now, 
two months from now, a year from now, you're always going to be in a different state mm-hmm. um, and level, despite whether it's up or down, but mostly it's going to be up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, enjoy that because you're going to find yourself on a really, really fun, cool podcast looking yeah. back. <laughs> why did I leave my job for this? You know? Yeah. Then, you know, you're, you know, I think it's just one of those things like nothing's permanent mm-hmm. too. You can always, there's always things you can choose to, to go back to or, or, or try. try yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, why not? Why not do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I still can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> It was really important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> retracted. What do you guys do for um, personal development, growth, and learning to keep you know being your best at what you guys are creating? Um, I definitely, um, I feel like I have a, a quite a very active, hyperactive brain, and so I need a lot of um exercise <laughs> to relieve all of my thoughts which are just <laughs> they're not like you know yeah. like I'm not doing something if I'm not always in motion it feels like I, I can't um it's hard to to be to be still mm-hmm. I feel like it's mm-hmm. forever learning yeah I think there's always something you can get better at or learn or new thing to get excited about like new mm-hmm. product that we've never done before like there's always mm-hmm. learning so mm-hmm. being curious is really awesome it's it's really cool too because for instance like um we share a studio um here with three other creatives um one in, of which is similar to us um they have their own brand and also are an artist and also freelances for um other um, clothing companies like similar mm-hmm. for us and and then we have another person that's in there who's just strictly a fine artist and he paints um, oils and portraits realism yeah, realistic um, mm-hmm. and then there's another person that has you know kind of like a similar um, surfy kind of accessories vibe label but also they do screen printing so so seeing everyone like doing something creative, but you know, it's always a, a little bit different is mm-hmm. also super inspiring to help drive like, Oh, I might, you know, take kind of that. It's really cool. You know what that person is doing right now. And then, you know, like be inspired by it in whatever form and then ad- adapt it to what you're up to in a sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. Yeah. That's why I have the podcast. I mean, I look at who yeah. I'm inspired by and I'm like, let's talk to all of them. Because <laughs> right? there's just so many people who um, I get inspired by the people who are out and doing it and like going after what they want, even if it's them trying it and being okay yeah. to be like, I'm just going to try and see what happens. Because really, that's what you're doing every day. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. You're t- putting on a pair of pants and. <laughs> Getting out there in the world, see what happens that day. Yeah. Well, I was t- doing a leadership program a couple, I think two years ago now. And one of the things I got from one of the lessons was to start each day by asking, like, who like who can I help today? 
And it was such a great thing to take on for like 30, 45 days because when you wake up and you say, who can I help or who am I going to help? Um, even if you don't know, like you just put it in your mind, like I'm here to be of service. It changes everything because you don't mind taking the extra few minutes to hold a door, answer a question or have a conversation with somebody because you're out of my to-do list, but into like a to-do list of impact, I guess. Love that. Yeah. I think, I think to like add to that too, another big, it's almost like a mantra that we both share. Um, and I guess a value as well that we're, we're super unwavering in is, it's just to be nice to other people mm-hmm. and there's no reason to, to not be. Yeah. <laughs> no, no ego, man. No ego. So Cause you know, over. this industry has a, a fair share of that, um, which is so crazy to me. I don't understand where it comes from and the industry in the, in the realm of fashion, lifestyle, just like apparel, but also in art and yeah. design, it's all about who you are and what you do. And I think that's, I think it's so irrelevant. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> why can't we just, you know, be humans? Yeah. And then, and then what you do is secondary in a sense. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. That's definitely something that we, we yeah, totally are on that same page about mm-hmm. just be nice. <laughs> yeah. It's free. <laughs> it is free. It's free and it actually makes your life easier. Yeah. yeah. And more fun. And did you know that you, um, what is it? You, you use less muscles to, oh. to smile than you do to frown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for, that, for anyone that wants to. The PSA of the day. Nature's Botox. Uh. <laughs> Don't TM that and make it in. <laughs> what are podcasts, books, or people that you guys are following right now that are getting you excited? Mm. I don't I actually don't do podcasts personally well um, you're gonna you're now gonna start with me I know so (laughs) I'm a music when I work I'm use I'm strictly music so Mm -hmm. oh I yeah I guess I listen to a lot of comedy Mm -hmm. random um but I also I can't remember what it's called I do like to listen to build up um business small business build ups I can't remember it was like Patagonia was his um story and how did he get where he was I find them very inspirational and it makes me want to keep like doing what I'm doing me too uh, yeah and then as for books I'm reading um also don't remember the name <laughs> but it's about um taking like looking at your life and just doing your essential essentialist so okay. essentialist. yeah um and yeah I just like to always reflect on my life it's like the square box you're talking about it's like Mm -hmm. is everything balanced could I be doing things in a better way smarter way so it's it's probably a combination of like business and inspiration that I like to listen to so yeah I've got um two books that I always just go back and forth on and they're just my rotation um one is the hedonist handbook Mm -hmm. yeah I love that one and then the second one is just like a small business guidelines book yeah <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's just like a little handbook as well but it's they're just kind of you know it's it's, it's fun to keep yourself grounded like mm-hmm. in that world and mm-hmm. um yeah those are my two I think for us to. and it's our constant battle and it's not bad it's just we're totally yes men yeah. and so we say yes to so much stuff and that's why I am reading the essentialists because it's just like 
want to keep focused on our dream, mm-hmm. but also seeing what the, what's around. The thing is, yeah. like, when I think the term yes men has, has kind of a negative connotation, but I don't necessarily agree, only in the, the respect mm-hmm. that it's like we're seeing the opportunity mm-hmm. that we could do with that project that's mm-hmm. being, you know, put forth in front of us. And it's, it's kind of like, wow, yeah, there's so much we could do with that. And then there's yeah. so many of these opportunities. I mean, it's a good thing. I think that, that are coming up to like, that are being put in front of us that we're just excited to yeah. want to be a part of it. But then the, on the other end of that, <laughs> then it's kind of like the timelines are all similar. Yeah. And so yeah. we're putting ourselves in a situation where, if we had just like pulled or pushed out one of the timelines to, to like give ourselves enough time to yeah. properly work on something, you know, like, I think, I think that's where it is. It's just yeah. more in the yeah. timeline. She explained it way better. <laughs> but Yeah. That's exactly. Cause it's super exciting. Yeah. To, We're like, totally stuck. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's just like being strategic. Yeah. 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 Building out the calendar in a proper, proper way. Realistic way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, well, because it's so easy to get excited when somebody wants to do a project or collaboration Mm -hmm. or there is Mm -hmm. an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think it's different when you're saying yes to everything because there's a coming from a lack of like income or lack of something else. Mm -hmm. But when Mm -hmm. you're saying yes all the time because you're like, that would be super awesome. It's Mm -hmm. different and it still needs to be managed because... So, there's so much awesome. It's like traveling. Like I could travel every day of the year and still not see everything in the whole world. Totally, so I totally. would keep saying yes. And then like, a year would go by, I'd be like, oh, I didn't see my family and I'll shoot. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah no, it, totally, totally. So even even the good stuff can like needs to be managed that you mm. kind of keep that balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so major. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like going back to the calendar. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't, I never yeah. talk with anyone about schedules unless I have it pulled up. I'm like, okay, well, we'll just, I have to be in a space. <laughs> like, I can't do it. If I'm out. I'm like, no, I got to be in front of my computer looking at my calendar and mm-hmm. see when you commit to that time. And yeah, we're, we're getting, we're getting there with that mm-hmm. in terms of that. I even yeah. schedule my friend time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because then I know it actually gets to happen. And yeah. then I don't fill it up with work on accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely have color codes for friend hangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, is it orange? And like, yep, it's the orange one. <laughs> I don't color code. I just have it all in there. Maybe I should color code. I, I, I love the color code. code. I think I just know I have to do it all, so it's all there. <laughs> you want to bleep that out, Jordan? You can. <laughs> I got a screen cap now. That's good. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my head and laughing because. About a month ago, uh, we've been recording Powerful Ladies like almost every weekend, and it came to the point where I had to start putting in my friend time, and I literally be- started to become the person that's like, I need to check my schedule, and I never <laughs> wanted to be that person, but I'm doing so that, much that I have to do it. That person are Whoa. awesome people like us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no, I, I think color coding is very beneficial <laughs> it totally is you know you can look right. forward to a color that you see coming yeah. up on your <laughs> yeah but then you put in you put in like the worst color for when you have to work out and you're like oh god you know, it's so funny mine's gray <laughs> <laughs> why is it gray that's my workout color oh that's great amazing oh man well as we you are <laughs> 
<laughs> As we're wrapping up today, what are some last words of wisdoms or insight you want to share with the listeners? Don't dip your toe cannonball into your next endeavor because you got this. Ooh. I don't that. Because um, <laughs> mine was like, the hardest thing is just to start. Mm-hmm. And so That's just, huge. Just start. Yeah. It's just. It is. Mm-hmm. Once you start, yeah. keep going. Like yeah. Keep going. going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and listen to your intuition. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's there for you to guide you. It's like, it's, it's, it knows more than you do. <laughs> totally. Well, guys, I have had so much fun. Thank you for oh, thank you so much. Of, for having us. Of course. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for being a yes for me. Um, thank you for just, you know, being awesome and up to something. That's what this game is all about. Love it. Love yeah. what you're up to. Yeah. Seriously, Please. so inspired, always. Inspired. We want to support. So. Yay. And Let's I'm, I'm just more. so happy we could have, we met. I know. Yes. What a thought, that agenda. Just, you know, it was yeah. unexpected and great. It's the best thing ever. Another meet cute. That's just how it happens. <laughs> meet cute. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Rachel and Claire are two of my favorite designers and people. They're so fun, talented, and are great examples of one of my favorite quotes, let your mind be focused and your spirit free. Visit thepowerfulladies.com forward slash events to learn more and buy your tickets. Also, my favorite pins from the Weekenders are available at thepowerfulladies.com forward slash shop. If you'd like to connect with the Weekenders to say hello or hire them to collaborate on design projects, which I highly recommend, you can visit their website, theweekendershop.com. You can go to their individual websites, ratcastle.com and claireucci.com. You can email them, welcome to the weekend at gmail.com. Follow them on Instagram, Weekenders for Life, Radcastle, Clarucci. You can follow them on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Weekenders for Life, and check them out on LinkedIn, Rachel Riviera and Claire Ucci. See all of the correct spelling for Weekenders because it's W-K-N-D-R-S and all of their names in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com forward slash podcast. If you'd like to support the work that we're doing here at Powerful Ladies, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Leave a review on any of these platforms. Share the show with all the powerful ladies and gentlemen in your life. Join our Patreon account. Check out the website, thepowerfulladies.com to hear more inspiring stories, get practical tools to be your most powerful, get 15% off your first order in the Powerful Ladies shop, or donate to the Powerful Ladies One Day of Giving campaign. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. For show notes and to get the links to the books, podcasts, and people we talk about, go to thepowerfulladies.com. I'd like to thank our producer, composer, and audio engineer, Jordan Duffy. She's one of the first female audio engineers in the podcasting world, if not the first. And she also happens to be the best. We're very lucky to have her. She's a powerful lady in her own right, in addition to taking over the podcasting world. She's a singer-songwriter working on her next album, and she's one of my sisters. So it's amazing to be creating this with her, and I'm so thankful that she finds time in her crazy busy schedule to make this happen. It's a testament to her belief in what we're creating through Powerful Ladies, and I'm honored that she shares my vision. Thank you all so much for listening. 
We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. I can't wait for you to hear it. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love. <laughs>